1: Tom and Warren on Joy. Now, we're, g- we're going to set the scene here. We're, oh gonna, okay, g- we're right. going back to 1852 Melbourne the year Warren was born
2: <laughs> now, no, no it's just where he gets his clothes from. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh, oh I'm not the only one that's noticed even the guests are pointing <laughs> that shit out now <laughs> immigrants um, leaving Britain bought more tickets to Melbourne this year than any other destination in the world and they were chasing a single dream which was gold and apparently yeah. thousands were arriving daily lodging houses and hotels were packed to bursting point and Charles Latrobe after Latrobe Street was named after him was our governor the governor of Victoria. Our very first. Our very first. And in the spring of 1852, the emigrant ship Ticonderoga, did I That's pronounce it? it right? Sure sailed did. Sailed through the heads of Port Phillip Bay after a three-month voyage from Liverpool in the UK, but it was a really horrible journey. 100 passengers apparently perished Indeed. on this ship, and it was because the, it was a, the, what was the- Typhus. Typhus. Mm. There was an outbreak of
0: typhus. No scurvy. I
1: no,
2: that, no. I they got scurvy. No, they um, got onto that by then. Vitamin so, C. So, that, what, so what's that out. typhoid? What typhus, typhus. Typhus. Typhus is a is a really yucky disease
1: transferred by lice. Body oh. lice. So obviously there was lots of lice. So the ship wasn't allowed to uh, dock at uh, you know this chaotic Melbourne, which was yep. full of all these immigrants, and, and uh, the, you know the police were worried about civil unrest. So you can imagine what Melbourne was like it at, was this nuts at this time. And, and they were told to go onto this beach in a quarantine area, and the ship's doctor was credited with saving many lives and went on to establish his own family. And Michael, you are the great-great-grandson of the ship's doctor. And there he is. I'm oh, holding it up, it up wow. in, in my
2: book of the same name. The name being? Hellship. That's it.
1: <laughs> I thought you were pointing to the name of the doctor. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm what sorry. was your
2: great great fan, great? great grandfather's name? James William Henry Veitch, the first of my clan to come out here in 1852 and he was, uh, he, he, he he'd come from a kind of a really kind of a, a long line of, of naval doctors, of, of sea doctors and um, he, he had a very good career in, in front of him. His dad, my great great grandfather, was a real big wig he was like, he, he's like well known in the history books and that being for one a pioneering naval surgeon and my great great grandfather was his eldest son and was the kind of apple of their eye and he he got his first job as a ship's doctor and came out to Australia, but the voyage was so bloody horrific he never went back and he stayed here, never never stepped foot on
0: board another boat as long as he lived. Wow! So it was just was a job. It was, it was quite, like he was it was coming job. over. he was yeah. meant to be the yeah. ship's doctor, yeah. and, go, and it was that bad. He just said, "I get back on that boat." It, it, this,
2: this, uh, there were four boats that arrived that they commissioned much, much bigger ships t- to get more people on because there was such a demand to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the fourth and l- the fourth and last and by far the worst of, of what the history books classify as the Plague ships. Ticonderoga was by far the worst. There were deaths on all these ships because yeah. – no, no one knew There was no penicillin There was no Everyone thought diseases Were transmitted by air So that They just didn't understand How so disease were made They didn't know it was the lice They had no idea that They didn't un- un- understand that till World War One, And even then It was another 23 years Before they You know Got onto it. But um, James Veach embarked on this magnificent, beautiful ship, this American built Clipper. It would have looked spectacular. Uh, A large ship, and uh, the just this voyage went really, really, really pear shaped (laughs) very quickly. In fact, actually, about halfway. Across And the the poor buggers, who were mainly all Scots from the Highlands, they were um, crammed on board. 800, they crammed men and women and kids. And when the disease went through it, it went through it really badly. And as you say, when it limped into Melbourne, because the crew had started to go down and they couldn't – I should rephrase that, shouldn't I? The the, uh, crew had started to get very ill and the boat was in danger of not being able to sail itself and – it, it, when it limped in port, into Port Phillip Bay, the pilot said, mate, you're not coming to Melbourne. You're going over there to this little beach that the government's decided it's going to be a quarantine area. Drop anchor. Get all your people off and make them better again. We'll send help. And it was a crisis. It was a huge crisis. Wow. In fact, it was it was Victoria's first big crisis. Um that um, Governor Latrobe was, you know, he was really badly criticised and really nasty letters to the paper. And uh, my great great grandfather was in the middle of it, really. Yeah. So, so and apparently, was it another hundred died? Another uh, on the beach? nearly another hundred who wow. are of the most sick. Uh, almost half the ship's uh, passengers were ill. A hundred died on the voyage, and then another hundred died. on... In quarantine, but then the disease started to taper off. It had if the di- if the voyage had lasted much longer, everyone they all would have died. Yeah, yeah.
0: It just yep. would have been a ghost ship. floating it, it they
2: yep. actually, yeah, it, it could have ended up just being basically an empty hulk because um, no one knew how to stop the disease. Really, he, he, even my great great grandfather, you know, they're, they the. The medical chest of a doctor in that time is bizarre. It's full of things like arrowroot and, and, and cream of tartar and all these – and what's and of grog? Wine and gin and, you know, Madeira and things like that. But
0: they had no no real idea of what no, this was. it sounds you like know. my – Granny's bloody pantry, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. That madeira yeah, it cake yeah, yeah. and an arrowroot yeah, yeah. biscuit yeah. and, you know, like
2: some uh, some nice Keene's curry powder. Yeah. yeah. So, like a you like dash one of these of butter
1: rolls soothers?
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Now, many of us recognize you for your role in comedies such as Fast Forward and I think of uh, Wayne the Flight Attendant. <laughs> but <maybe it> becomes, <laughs> you would bring, bring like, that up, wouldn't you? Enjoy, enjoy. Enjoy. You would. Yeah. Yeah. You, you played with Steve Visart. And also, who? who? Uh, was it uh, Steve Visart you played with? No, play it doesn't ring a bell. Never heard of that man, have you? And Calvin, I've forgotten. (laughs) last... That's right. (laughs) Calvin would have... I haven't done that on radio for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have a ball with Tom here, you know. Calvin would be laughing the whole time. No. Oh. What? You, what? Are you
2: saying that Tom's a bit immature and has a kind of a puerile sense of humour? How, is that, how do no, you? No, no, i never sit say that. You there
0: in front of your microphone. No, this with is the your, best guest we've ever had. <laughs> Shut up. Solded your clothing. Now <laughs> pick on his height. That's a real <laughs> soft spot. Yeah, he's so well
2: toned.
1: Look at those
0: arms. He, he's got bloody, you know, he's got bad boys there. Look you, at that. Do you think That's those guns are look Look at the titties he's got.
1: Look. <laughs> You've also published books on the Second World War. Yep. um Marine Science and the Islands of Bass Strait. That's right. What? prompted you to transition from comedy to history and storytelling? Oh,
2: because no one would give me a job in comedy, you see, (laughs) so I had to do something.
1: Uh, Look, I've always been a writer, um... My, my dad was a writer.
2: My mum was a writer, and uh, I look at you know I I've always had an interest in you know World War II planes and the blokes who flew them, and so I wrote four books um, of just interviews with them. Then another couple of books on uh, an, an aspect of World War Two aviation. One was called Forty Four Days about the six week Gallant Australian Defence of Port Moresby, just one little squadron fighting off the Japs before the Americans turned up, mm. and then. Um, a book about about a young airman who was shot down and joined the French Resistance. This little this kid from Sydney became part of the French Resistance for, for eight months in nine forty four. Incredible story. And this is the one following. bit. But this is this is this is this is quite a personal story. Hellships quite a personal story um, because you know, it involves my family. family. But it's also a really big part of Victoria's history that's sort of been forgotten about. Mm. I mean, as I said, it was. I mean, going through the papers of that time and the letters to the editor are so nasty and so visceral about this incompetent stupid government it's making all these people come out on sick ships and now they're all dead and they're all they're, they're, they're our friends and our family and we need these people here because Victoria was desperate for people at this stage
0: and um, uh, look at you just sort of Wrote itself really doesn't and it show you the world hasn't changed much? No, no I, I, I mean, well. so we're still whinging about people arriving on boats oh, and bringing hello. diseases yeah. and, and carrying on. Can you read, you read the dedication oh, please. to the, the boat people from every land and every era? Well done. I that's, mean, it's that's that's I, the I mean, this book here. I mean, you've talked about the other books, and this book is a very personal story about yeah. your family. Is this the first time you've actually looked into your family history yeah, you like uh, that it, to it, write about? Uh, yeah, I mean anecdotally in a couple of other books
2: I've sort of strayed into it a bit but yeah absolutely this is the this is this is the first um, uh, it's it's only it's the, the first book that's ever been written on the the topic of the Ticonderoga that's actually not true one of there's another little book written by a woman called Mary Krutoff which is very good and she's another Descendant, but it, was, but it was privately published and not many people know about it, even though it's very good. It's called Fever Beach. It's a really good book. But this is the first um, widely published story. And yeah, it, it's sort of a, f- a fusion of my own story and a bigger story... As well So um, And You know it's, it's really kind of personal Because my My dad told me this story But he And he he, 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 he he should have written about it But he never got around to doing it Before he died So I've sort of taken up the
1: mantle really And I'm doing it on stage too Michael There's been some research recently About that we inherit trauma From our ancestors And, yeah. and their experiences Have you Did you learn anything about yourself And your behaviours That may have been shaped By your family history Like have you thought, oh, I get oh, seasick Really really <laughs> Really easily, and I don't like boats
0: very much. I, I actually do love boats. I, I just don't like being on small ones. I'm the same. I like looking at them; they're yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I like yeah. standing on the dock watching it go. I don't put me on that thing. I yeah. can get
2: seasick looking at a model boat in a glass cabinet. <laughs> that's how seasick. Yeah, I've I been can. seasick on I the Manly do. Ferry.
0: Oh, you well, know, that, like, well I
2: mean, that's yeah. they, that's quite acceptable. The Manly Ferry can get. This no, it wasn't City even rough. It wasn't even again. rough. Wasn't like, even it rough wasn't well. even that rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one is the hydrofoil. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it it has that undulating up yeah. and down. And it's not really intense, but it's just enough to kind of throw me into it. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to be over the side. I get that as well. So have
0: you met new family members? Like, while you're researching have this, have you met, met so people that- so many people have come
2: out of the woodwork. I'm a descendant of this ship because 600 or so people survived and went on to, you know, form families in Australia yeah. that are still going strong today, because uh, I've been touring it as a stage show, um, uh, where I play my great-great-grandfather on stage, and uh, so many people are coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, I heard about this, and I I didn't know anybody knew this story, it's always been in our family, and we're really glad you're doing it, so it's been really delightful. In fact, I, I, a couple of the passages I, I I talk about in the show, uh, in particular the, uh, the handos, the a girl Hando, like sixteen-year-old girl called um, Anna Marie Hando, was the first adult victim of Ticonderoga, and all the Handos came the the other night. There were about ten of them. Wow! And then this is amazing story of one of the other. This young boy, um, Christopher McCrae. he walked. He said, "I'm bugger this beach business." He, he actually walked to Coburg from Point Nepean which was where the quarantine station was 60 miles it was in 1852 and walked to his relative's house that he had it on an address written on a piece of paper and told him oh I'm the cousin of your cousin and my sorry I'm the son of your cousin who is my mother and she's died and 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 all the Macraes turned up the, the, the other
1: night for a show that I was doing. It's really good. No, Michael, I don't remember... I'm talking too much, sorry. No, no, it's, it's interesting. I don't remember hearing about um, Hellship at all in history. So, no, no. How does it feel reviving a story that, you know, potentially could have been lost
2: yeah, over time? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it more or less had been lost. Um, uh, oh, look, at the, it's kind of a... Responsibility, um, because you're sort of putting something out there that you're saying, "Look, this is a new story, and not many people have have got a chance to sort of cross-reference it. They have to take my word for it." But but, but that's why with this one, I, I had quite extensive notes, so I ha- I had to be quite scholarly about this one, and 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 get my or, um, publisher, Alan and Unwin, did a really good job of whipping my ass and making sure <laughs> that I fact-checked and. Um, and uh, crossed every T in because we them. love to point out mistakes, don't we? Well, because I could have just love made that. It it yeah. I could just
0: pulled it out of a bum and just put it up there, but you know, yeah, people would have got a bit cross. I there. mean, when you think about history, it's full of many lesser-known stories. You know, yeah. how important is it that we actually probably start getting our. Grandparents, our parents or ourselves starting to, to write this stuff down, it's going to be lost. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is why my other books are
2: talking to old guys who flew planes in World War Two and had amazing adventures in their youth and they die and don't tell anybody about them and goes to the grave. Look, I just like stories. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't sort of carry the weight of history with me. I'm, I just like stories and I like telling them and I like hearing them. <laughs> and so, you're,
1: you're a great storyteller too. Oh, thank you. You've called your family story The Hell Ship project. Yes. Um, so you've got a book, a play, and an album. And an album. Oh, yeah, yeah. As well. mm. you tell us about each of these, why, and why you've chosen such a multi-layered approach. Well, the album part is it, we've kept it in the family because
2: my son Thomas is a really good cellist and he's arranged and composed this music that we use in the play. So it's sort of been it, it's all in the family, if you like. The reason I'm doing great. a play which is in the middle of a of a Victorian tour at the moment um, is because I do acting as well, and uh, I thought, look, I may as well, do I, I may as well squeeze every bloody buck up buck yeah. I can out of it. <laughs> but, but but it was it was more than that. I mean, it's it is what I do,
0: and, and I, I, I like doing it, and it's what we like coming to see you do. Thank you, you for you're yeah. an entertainer, and we come to hear you tell a story. Yeah, and, yeah, you know.
2: oh, Thank you, and look,
0: um, there's, I mean,
2: and it's a grizzly story, but it's the Romantic element is that um, the the doctor, and this is a photo, I'm, I'm holding up a photo of, of the book, and that's my great-great-grandfather. That's my great-great-grandmother. She was a passenger on the ship as a single f- immigrating female uh, uh, coming out from Scotland looking for a job here, and they kind of hooked up. On on the ship, and she was his nurse because there was no one to help him, and she was amazing. This woman and helped people on the ship, and helped uh, in quarantine as well. And they married a, a few weeks later after arriving, and started the beach. Fa- that, that, this branch anyway of the Veach family. So there is a happy ending to this story get. as well. Yes. Look me, look look and look what we get. And it's me and I'm
0: sitting yeah. here. You can catch Michael all over Victoria. That's right. Uh, tonight in Drysdale, you're that's, going to be playing. That's just near Geelong. We're going to put the link up on our
1: Facebook page and he's going to put that up shortly. So There's yes. a CD and an EP which I'm going to put in your
2: hot little hand because my partner has just whacked me, thank you Brooke, over
1: my text.
2: You forgot to, you forgot Got to give them the EP! Yeah, and <laughs> I exclamation mark!
1: Exclamation! There's mark, only two hundred, isn't there? There's no, it's a quite limited. The uh, EP. A limited edition, but, but, we've, but
2: we've, we've got the we've got the CD LP out at the moment too. Okay, and that's beautiful music. It's stunning. So um, if you feel like playing a little track of that later, uh, you'd be my friends
0: for life. We are the <laughs> boss here. There's no one arrived yet. Oh, good. As as king, do so do we'll like. put the
1: link up on our, our Facebook page. Search for Tom and Warren on Joy. Don't forget the book Hell Ship is available now, um, along with the LP. Yes. Um, Michael Veach, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for chatting with us on JOY. Wake up with
2: Tom and Warren, Thursdays for breakfast on JOY. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne, stream live at joy.org.au or download the JOY app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes
0: or your favourite podcasting platform. JOY Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them.